Hello, everyone. We are back again uh, for a, another podcast. Um, this time we're going to be talking about overcoming personal darkness. This is going to be a more vulnerable <laughs> uh, podcast than, than we've been, been doing. Um, but we're going to have a lot of, you know, advice and resources. And we know that in in sharing this information, many of you will be able to relate and it might show you that we're not just sitting up here in a saintly position trying to um, teach you all how to be perfect human beings like us because by no means are we perfect human beings. <laughs> so we have our own personal darkness and um, that's what we're talking about today, so. Yeah, personal darkness. So we're just gonna be uh, just talking today mm -hmm. really and uh, there's no real formal outline that we're using and if you caught our last um, podcast we just did on mental health and addiction so this ties into that and uh, so again we're just gonna start rolling and talk and and offer some advice and feedback but yeah. sharing some stories so do you want to kind of share a little bit about kind of what you've gone through in your life mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so in my in my short 28 years of life, I've I have dealt with a lot. I I've been in positions where I was so far from God, I put tattoos on my body about it. Um, so I guess I don't want to give you my entire you know biography here, but just speaking generally, I moved around. As a, as a kid, and we're not talking about we just moved from one side of town to the other side of town or one city to another city in the same state. We moved across the country when I was little. So um, I went to private school over there, over here, um, went to uh, a public school for a little bit. I was still somewhat young, so it was, it was easier to make friends at that point. And then we moved again, um, not too far away, but into a different school district. I lost all my friends. And uh, again, a little older, so maybe a little bit harder to make friends. It was another private school. I found a really good friend. And then halfway through seventh grade, for whatever reason, we, um, or I shouldn't say for whatever reason, for a lot of different reasons, we went to a public school in that same school district, but this was different than the public school that I had gone to before. So it wasn't like I was going to re-meet some of my friends from, from there. And this was, again, halfway through seventh grade. Middle school is a tough time anyway to move halfway through a grade was, was even tougher. I really struggled. Um, and middle school's hard for everybody. The, there was a lot of bullying behavior, a lot of mean mm -hmm. girl behavior. And I, again, I wasn't perfect. I certainly participated in that. Um, and that led into high school. High school was, I, I was so mentally ill, so mentally ill in high school. I, from, from certain things that had uh, gone on um, previously and I'll back up in middle school uh, when I got to this new middle school there was an incident of stalking and some other uh, things that will I, I can't say the word but um, some sort of uh, inappropriate contact types of things and inappropriate yeah, inappropriate um, uh, things that went on um, there was, uh, in high school, I was, that kind of led me to be a little bit more out of control in that way. Cause I had been in private school. I had had no 
experience with having male attention. And so having that experience and being like, oh, I'm a piece of meat then, I guess. Mm -hmm. I was out of control. I um, ended up- spiraled into- mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I ended up, um, you know, talking to people on the internet who were significantly older than me. Um, I was like 16 at the time and I had met a 30 year old who drove out here. Um, and I stayed with him at a hotel. My parents ended up finding out about that and thank God for them putting the kibosh to it the second time that he was gonna drive down this way. I, I, and I don't, only like a few people at, who were close friends with me at the time knew about this. Um, and I was just, I, again, I, if you caught our last episode, I talked about being invincible. I, I really thought at that point, I was like, I hate myself enough anyway. I'm mentally ill. I am out of control already at 16. So whatever, I don't care. Um, and that carried over into any of the activities that I did that I actually really enjoyed. It followed me. It, it really, <laughs> and thinking back now, I wish I had known how manic I was being in those situations because I probably would have walked away with a better experience um, because I, I, part of me wants to say I had fun and then part of me is severely embarrassed mm -hmm. and feeling shame about the way that I was acting during those times. And if you know me from those times, A, I'm sorry that you knew me from those times. I am a completely different person now. Many of you know because many of us um, are Facebook friends and we're all parents and, you know, we all kind of, we all had our own demons, but um, yeah, so there was that. Uh, once I graduated, I was able to um, go to college and my first experience kind of being independent after many, many years of mental illness, many, many years in high school of trying to unalive myself and all of this, you know, really crazy, crazy stuff. Um, it, I had my first real <laughs> experience with independence, I thought I was going to be mature about it. I was like, you know what? This is my changing point. I'm going to be better about this. That lasted all but a week. Um, I was introduced to all sorts of alcohol and drugs and not really introduced because I had already been doing it, but um, it to a level where it was constant. Mm -hmm. I stopped caring really about school very much. I kind of maintained... Um, and I, I just, I was out of control, uh, period. And I had a lot of instances of abuse. Um, I had a lot of instances of, again, the forcible, inappropriate contact situations that were obviously against my will. Um, times where I woke up didn't remember what happened, um, but felt horrible, uh, woke up in other places, um, was, had drugged drinks, had lots of different situations presented with drugs that I didn't know what they were and I didn't care and I just did them. Um, and I really spiraled out of control and I tried to, I tried to fix it in the weirdest ways. And I think it was me just really just, you know, throwing a piece of ham at the wall and or a piece of spaghetti, whatever, at the wall and seeing if it'll stick type of thing. It mm -hmm. was just, I was running through every option that was absolutely manic that I could. Um, and I settled on, I settled on being Wiccan. I, I settled on like 
this the spiritual side of things. And at this point, I was already so far from God that I didn't even, I didn't care. I really was just like, was like, I screw it, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a witch. <laughs> like that was going to be my solution from now on. I love this kind of like macabre, darky thing that I had always kind of dabbled in like occult stuff when I was younger, like Ouija boards and um, really liked that world. It felt very mysterious mm -hmm. and like maybe that's maybe that's who I am maybe I'm this powerful like but I was at that point where like I in my brain I was like this god of a person I I can't even <laughs> it sounds crazy to me now to even mm -hmm. express it but that's that's the truest way I can put it I was in this realm of my own I was again so manic it was it was I, I have moments of like not even being able to really remember even when I was sober in these moments um, mm -hmm. to the point where I, I know those of you who are listening won't be able to um, see, but I have like lasting tattoos from all of these different, um, like I have a bunch of them, like one behind my ear and like different kind of like astrology things and all this uh, spells and all this other stuff that I was really into. And I was doing it in earnest, trying to find covens. And like, I was really, really leaning into this um, very, very heavily. And there was a lot of things that were happening around me that were connected to this that just became increasingly, increasingly darker. Mm -hmm. um, my entire world was just bleak. And I don't want to say like I had cupboards opening and closing around me because that wasn't necessarily happening. It was, it was more so just the absence of any light. Every moment mm -hmm. of my every day yeah. was so low that any time I felt an ounce of happiness, it turned into mania. It turned into like any, like I was, I was so like chasing a high almost, mm -hmm. you know, of, of this, this happiness thing that is so unattainable to me right now. I have no idea why. Um, it, it couldn't possibly be me. You know, it has to be everybody else and I'm whatever. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I drew so far away from other human beings and it, I so severely hated myself that I didn't, I couldn't think of it that way, if that makes sense. Like it didn't occur to me that I hated myself, but I did. I was mm -hmm. doing everything I could to, to sabotage myself. Yeah. Even if I was in a good situation and or I met you, somebody, I would. Yeah. Oh, I. I it, well, well, for other people, like how did you feel about other people? Oh, I, I, hate, I hated people, but mm -hmm. I was manic because I wanted to be around people. Mm -hmm. But I hated, I, I could not stand other people, couldn't stand myself, really just kind of going through life. And that's, I think that's why I was doing the things that I was doing. It was, was thrill-seeking, but mm -hmm. also I didn't care. Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't mm -hmm. care what happened to me at that point in time. Um, and it just, it was, it was lonely, but I, that's what made me comfortable. Like, mm -hmm. that's yeah. just where I, that's just where I was. And, and if anybody tried to extend an olive branch to me at that at point in time, or if anybody, I'd screw it up. Like I had completely. Did you screw it up on purpose, like sabotage it on purpose or was it? It was just automatic. It yeah. just, I just, my instant reaction to anything that happened to me that was good was to be manic and screw it up mm -hmm. or, or be mean or push the person. I, I would do anything I could to stay in that place of sadness and loneliness that it was, it became a compulsion. Like it just, it just automatically happened. That just said it. Well, what's interesting listening to is if you, um, if you've ever been around people who are in that space, mm -hmm. I think that some people can make an assumption that, oh, um, that that's a mean person, that the way that they're treating me, mm -hmm. it's all about me. 
me, 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 when it has nothing to do with that other person. It's about how that person is feeling about themselves right now. And oh, I yeah. think that um, we talked about this recently with regard to all of the people who are being canceled and this and this yep. and everything else or whatever. Oh, that person was this way to me. So therefore, but in realizing that sometimes people are in a dark mm-hmm. place and they can't mm-hmm. think about anybody else. It's, it's automatic. You don't, you, you, you don't know it's happening to you while you're in it. Mm-hmm. You can reflect on it later, which is, you know, great. And, and, and I appreciate other people who are comfortable sharing their stories on the other side of it, or even while they're going through it, you know, just to, if that, if that helps them to speak the words out loud, because like I said, even talking through this now, it's like, what was my brain doing? Like, oh my, I really did think those things. Mm-hmm. I really genuinely thought, and I, I was trying so badly to, I don't, I don't even know if I was trying to fit in or if I was just trying to go through the motions, but I, but I, I wanted to be around people, but I didn't like people. I didn't like myself. I didn't know that. It was just, it was a very weird, very, and, and now being on the other side of it, it feels like it went like that. But when I was in it, I was oh, like, yeah. this is, I, I'm never going to be not this. Yeah. Um, well, and the brain is still developing too when you're younger oh, and just how, how different we are. I mean, yeah. I think about myself back then and I was very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through darkness um, at times too. And it's just, it is different how you look at life and how you look at a situation differently once mm-hmm. your brain is fully developed. But then, you know, too, if, if people are are taking drugs and doing a lot of drinking mm-hmm. and all of that, and it, and it does impact your brain, you mm-hmm. know, as it's, as it's developing. But I think that's, it's, yeah. it's not going to last, you know, yeah. it's, it is right? temporary. But, if, mm-hmm. if you, if you want to change, and I didn't realize that I wanted or needed to change at that point, because I was, I, I was just, I was gone in it. Um, but the the day that, you know, God kind of smacked me upside the head, um, and it, there was a process to it. I, it, it felt overnight to me, but there, you know, thinking back about it, there was a process to it. There were people moving in my life who I didn't know were moving that way and who were helping <laughs> me without me touching the microphone. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> who were helping me without me knowing that they were helping me. Um, and they didn't necessarily know what was going on either, those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and was, you were one of those people, which is funny, because I was still going through it when, when I first met you. Um, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people in my life who made me want to emulate them, made me want to be like that. Like, again, like I mentioned to you, you have such this like magnetic light about you. And there's, there's so many positive people in this world who have that magnetic light. And I was in such darkness. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the light in other people, I was like, I want that. I want that so badly. I'm like, I'm literally getting goosebumps. Cause well, like that's I, how I it felt. felt. It. I felt it with you too. I yeah. felt that you were going through something. Oh my something. God, I'm going to cry. Because I, I know. And, and I saw, but I saw you, I saw you through yeah. that, you know? Yes. And yeah. I mean, how was, long we've known each other now? It's been. 2016. Yeah. I believe. Something like that. It's, it's been a long it's been time. A while. But you know, and that's, I think the interesting part too mm-hmm. is, I don't know. I, I, I feel people's emotion and spirit, but like when you, you don't know what an impact it could make on somebody. If you see something in somebody or even feel whatever it, and this is kind of a segue here or, or as you know, side note, but how many people that I've talked to too, who've shared that they, um, when they've been in a dark place and it takes just somebody being, the light somebody there's there's times where even even for me and i you know i i tend to be 
I've had my moments and I've been, <laughs> but it's my daughter and I were going through Starbucks line. Yeah. <laughs> and there was this girl that was curly hair, the west side of town. Some people might know who she is, but she was such a sweetheart. And I'm just like, I, I just love her so much. And we joke <laughs> around, you know, but it's like, I just love her so much. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you, um, when you encounter people who are going through darkness and realizing that you can be that mm-hmm. in even just that little example mm-hmm. of that, this girl at Starbucks, she's being really nice to somebody, you know, and, and elderly people, you know, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like they're lonely and all of these things and they, um, they'll go to the restaurant because yeah. they know the waitress is going to be nice to them. I mean, they yearn for that, but yeah, but yeah. So well, it's interesting you say that too, because there's, it's, God is so funny with stuff because there was, there's been so many times in my life that I can think of that randomly, we, my husband and I were at the Cheesecake Factory once and I was very pregnant. I was having a really not awesome day, which is why we were at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> um, and this woman, um, this older woman, different table, just was on, on her way out and leaving and shout out to you, Cheesecake Factory lady, if, if you remember this interaction because it, it made my absolute day and I burst into tears and I wanted to follow you out of the restaurant, but I thought that would be weird. So thank you now. But she comes up to our table and she just puts her hand on our table and she goes, God, God told me to tell you it was going to be okay. He's like, I don't know why, I don't know why you guys, but God, God told me to come and tell you that it was going to be okay. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I, I looked at my husband and he like was like shocked. I was like, and she just, she was, you know, have a good day. And then she would thanked her and, and she had I no was idea. so Great. stunned because I was like, I am having the worst mm. day right now. Like I was having an actual meltdown earlier in that day. I was having a very bad day. And I was like, this, these are the things, these are the instances, this is the light that, and mm-hmm. I'm not even just saying religiously, right? That was something that's very impactful to me and very important to me and, you know, other faith-based people will understand that, but people who maybe aren't mm-hmm. um, can maybe relate to instances of, of somebody just coming up to you and, you know, smiling or complimenting your shirt or whatever. I think it's, it's crazy because mm-hmm. we've lost, unfortunately, we've lost a lot of that mm-hmm. in During society COVID, and yeah. um, right now, and people are, I don't want to call people as it's in general selfish, but a lot of people are weary about interacting mm-hmm. with other people now um, just because there's a lot of, there's a lot of darkness in the world and you don't know which person is Oh, which gosh. and it's hard because you don't want to invite that onto you <laughs> right. either um and who's safe and who's not safe um but those little instances of little pockets of light pockets of light are, i like that yes they're yeah, great it's for kind people of reminds who are, you of like yeah like the clouds mm-hmm. and then the light comes through there was and then a the story people who are in darkness like i don't want to call myself like a fly or whatever to the light or whatever mm-hmm. it is but that's how it is <laughs> it's just is like kind oh of my is. gosh that's You're, exactly what i was doing yeah, yeah. i was like i I want, and I don't, I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what it was. I was just like, I just, I need some of that. I yeah. need some of that. Yeah. And it forced, it. that was God smacking me upside the well, head because I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, yeah, here's what we're going to do. I made a plan. Mm-hmm. I did it. My life, 180. Mm-hmm. So fast. I met Josh. Like my my life, when I tell you, like I, I changed what I wanted to be in life. So I went um, back to school to get a different degree for what I wanted to do in my world, in my life. Um, I met Josh. And it's funny, too, because just little instances of my old habits and, like, how ingrained it was in me. I tried to – at the first part of our relationship, I tried to mm-hmm. sabotage that, too. 
Mm-hmm. I tried Josh. It was things were moving really, really quickly. He was really, really sweet, and I knew there was something about him. I just knew. I tried to push him away. Mm-hmm. I was like, "We're moving too fast." I was like, "No, no, no! I, I, I can't do this. I don't want. I don't want this." And thank God for the the strong man that he is, because he saw strong right, guy, yeah. <laughs> Yes, he saw right through that. He was like, "You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you an hour," because he knew that I was being manic. He just, I. He just knew, and that's how I knew that God had put him in my, oh my path God, too, yeah. because he just he <laughs> just knew that I was just being, I was just freaking out, I was just being manic. And I was, because I came back, I was like, you're right. <laughs> it's like, okay, yep, nope, we're good. I just need, I just needed to freak out. And, you know, bless him, he knows that that's just, that's, I still sometimes resort to the mania, and it's just like, any situation, if I read too hard into a situation, I just spiral and it becomes this conspiracy type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I do work on that. I've obviously overcome that for the most part. And, but it, it's, it was so, I was so deep in it that it still comes up. And, mm-hmm. but then I remember all the, you know, the things that I have, my, my kids, you know, I see the light and the purity and in, mm-hmm. in them and that helps snap me out of it too. Cause it's, mm-hmm. I, I realize all the blessings that I have now are because I, I chased that light. I well, had to. Yeah, was, you had to. So, it was vital. There's for me. gonna. There's light and darkness. Yeah. in this world, and darkness is inevitable. It, it really is, and I think too, just what you what you put in your body, you put out. You know that whole thing. But it's like my mom will know this. She always said, "Garbage in, garbage, garbage out." out. It's yep. true. You know, and it's it's so funny. It's like um, I would say to people, you know, like the Bad Girls Club, or even that's you know a show anymore. <laughs> but like, if you surround with that negativity mm-hmm. and that toxicity, you know, then that's what you think is the normal. But it, yeah. there's so many different things in this world that that we can choose to surround ourselves with. I mean, like oh, for even me, just little things, because another yeah, another yeah. again, my mom, she used to say little foxes snare the vine. So like mm-hmm. just these little things that chunk away eventually are going to consume you. It's just oh, it, exactly. that's what's going to happen. Exactly. And it, and it draws you in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, it's, it's magnetic. And it was mm-hmm. and it was a lot easier to give in to those things and just be that than it was to claw my way out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it is very easy. It is. It is. And, uh, but yeah, the being in, in, you're the light now, right? I mean, I tried to be, in, <laughs> well, I totally see that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yes, in, in, in sharing your story yep. today helps other people to realize that, okay, there's hope for me. Oh yeah. And, and you're turning it around into, I always call it the silver lining. Mm-hmm. You know, God, God got you through it. Yep. And now you are helping others mm-hmm. and other people, they know you get it. Yep. It's not just words. Yep. And I think that's the thing too, is like you had said at the beginning of, of you know, this podcast or the last yeah. one where we're here not to be like, oh, here's how it all is. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, there's experience, lived experience, and um, just wanting to talk about some of the tough things that you don't, people just don't generally talk about, yep. you know, but if you're listening and you're realizing, okay, I, I hear what you're saying and, and, you know, the garbage and gutter, surround yourself, be around people who um, are people that can contribute in a positive way to your life. And we said that in the last, uh, in the mental health episode too, is if you are somebody who recognizes that somebody is in a dark space, bring them around positive people, help them out of that space because nobody, 
nobody enjoys that. It doesn't fulfill anybody to sit in that darkness. And Mm -hmm. when I was in the throes, I thought I was having a good time. I thought I was, you know, having fun, doing whatever I wanted to do. I was destroying myself. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely destroying myself. Now I'm having, I, the, the, I can't even describe how happy I am now. Like just from the moment I wake up, just pure happiness. I'm not having to like just do anything and everything to to find that and never actually find it. Mm-hmm. I just am. And I think that that speaks to just generally being positive. And we, we keep saying light. And of course, we're talking light and darkness, which does have you know, religious, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. ties. That's something that we're faith, you know, women of faith here. Um, But if you're not, positivity is still, it's just something that is a human. We just, we need. We're created that way. Yes. We need, we need community. We need, that's why kindness and gift giving and gift in receiving gifts, all that stuff feels really good in a very in a better way than, I don't know, taking shots and falling down. You Mm -hmm. know, if someone really genuinely gives you the biggest hug and says, oh my gosh, I love your beautiful dress today. You look absolutely beautiful. You're glowing, whatever it is. That satisfies something. Because that's what I was doing. I was trying to Mm -hmm. fill holes with things that that were temporary, that were not Mm going to actually make me feel good, that were not going to be, because I, I didn't feel like I had anybody around me who was doing the or fulfilling the things that I actually needed mm-hmm. because I was pushing them away. It was, it was completely my fault. Um, so seeking out things and being that person for other people, like we said, you know, mm-hmm. just give, I know it's hard nowadays. It's, it's hard to even approach people and people are weird sometimes, but be, be that, be that person in the grocery mm-hmm. store. Just, I don't know, just give a smile even, you know, to people. I think that that's oh, gosh. so Looking much someone in the eye and giving yeah. a smile. Oh, that is huge. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. Or even just, hey, how you doing? You know, yeah. I, I did that the other Thank day. Thank you. Yes. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that one was personal. Yeah. Please <laughs> tell people excuse me in Costco. Okay. <laughs> um, but but genuinely, being mm-hmm. being a, a force for good um, is really going to help us cut through so much of this pain and anger and hurt and darkness. And it's, it's, it's everywhere. I mean... So many of us have mental health problems. A lot of us, even if we don't look like it because it doesn't have a face, substance abuse problems. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us don't know we have substance abuse problems because we're we're just trying to self-medicate in mm-hmm. any way that and denying. we... Yep, mm-hmm. and absolute denial. Um, and a lot of us are causing harm to other people unnecessarily when we, we don't maybe mean to or know we're doing it. So, um, I mean, do you have any advice on or like what actions people can do to be that positive person, like where, where would somebody start? If they're like, look, I'm just going to mind my own business. I'm not, you guys are talking malarkey. I don't want to do this. Like what, what do you think? Well, we have different resources too that, and I think that's the thing is, is making that effort and uh, just setting goals, little tiny goals, one, one day at a time, Mm -hmm. you know, of different things that you can do to try to bring yourself out of that darkness. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I know some of the, the information that you had found, too, um, that we'll put on our site as well to try yes. to help people look at, at uh, different things. But I think, again, just the fact that you were sharing 
today and realizing that that this is something that is not that unusual for for people and mm-hmm. um you know and, and those of you who aren't maybe going through darkness yourself you know that point of, of being the light but yeah do you want to share some of the resources that that you had shared um i mean there's found? there's a lot i mean everybody's journey is different um a big one that i that resonated mm-hmm. with me here is don't give up because it, it, I truly threw in the towel. I was like, it's, it's over for me. This is going to be me forever. I hate my life. I hate everybody else. I'm just, I'm just existing at this point until I, until I don't. Mm. Um, so I, I think that that's the biggest thing is don't give up. Thank you for being here. If you're, if you're sitting there and you're, you're really going through it right now, thank you for being here. Thank you for staying. It's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard work. And like, like you mentioned, taking it slowly, manageable goals and tasks and celebrating small victories um the smallest of victories even you get out of bed that morning and you took a shower because mm-hmm. i had days mm-hmm. where i was like i was not i'm not good i don't care um and uh if you find it if you find something that's a light a positive thing i know we talked about this in the last one making it a routine making it a habit don't let go of that light keep keep going keep mm-hmm. going keep clawing your way keep taking any any piece of light that you find and hang on to it do don't let it go because it that's that's another thing that really really helped me it was any sort of just any little thing that i could grab it was just another drop in the bucket for me it was like okay here's my here's my light jar it's mm-hmm. empty and then like okay i had this one i had this mm-hmm. one and then i met diane oh my gosh okay and then i have all these things and it was just like and then all of a sudden my my bottle was full and mm-hmm. the, the the darkness was gone and you know not completely of course every once in a while it finds its way back in through a crack or whatever, but then I just find more light. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is a battle. It's this constant battle with yourself or it's a, if you're a faith yeah. person, it's a spiritual battle. Yeah. You're changing your brain in the way that your brain thinks. And one of the mm-hmm. other things too, that uh, is, is on the, the one list is practicing gratitude. I know mm-hmm. that uh, that is something that if you, every morning when you wake up, if you immediately just think about all the different things you're, you're grateful for. And um, there's one story I read uh, before we wrap it up. And uh, it was the Elizabeth Smart story, and she was the girl that had been kidnapped. But her, she had strong faith, strong faith. And the terrible things that happened to mm-hmm. her against her will um, as a very young girl. And mm-hmm. she, I, I just remember vividly her sharing, like she she always had that gratitude, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I'm here, but my family's safe, and they love me, those mm-hmm. are things. And then there was this little... Um, piece of a tree that was like this little um, leaf that was trying to grow. And I remember she would just talk about, she was, she couldn't go anywhere. She was chained up and she said she would watch that. And she knew there was, you know, that she knew God was with her too. That was the other thing that was just amazing. But she would watch this, this little leaf grow every day. And she knew that that was like, that was, she was grateful for this little leaf that was great. And I I just remember thinking, wow, you know, but there's always something that you can, you can look outside and think, okay, you know, the, the trees are are growing or there's the sunshine outside or a roof over your head or whatever the situation is. There's always something. Finding light in the, in the small things and yeah, celebrating the small victories. And just one last thing here is it's, um, just treat it as a, a lesson. You know, every time that darkness creeps back in and you react in a way that you don't want to react and you just, you know, look inward. And, and something that actually one of my therapists 
um, mention that I thought was really, and that's something that I practice that really, really helps uh, me is take that feeling, take that darkness, whatever that negativity is, that energy, that reaction, whatever it is, and in your own head, make it its own entity mm-hmm. and talk to it. Why are you here? You know, mm-hmm. what are you doing? What's going on, <laughs> bud? Like, nope, you, nope, wrong home. You don't live here. You go home now mm-hmm. because that's, you have to treat it like it's its own thing. It's a separate entity from you and analyze it and send it on its way. Yeah, you're facing it head on too, right? And not running from it yep. or trying to you're holding yourself numb accountable. yourself. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah. Just yeah, hold yourself just kind of ride it knowing it, it will pass, but, but mm-hmm. to confront it, I think that is important. And yeah. taking it as a lesson because I, I did that many a time. You know, it was like just me doing something super, super mean. And then it was like looking at it saying, why did you, why did you come up? Why did you, whatever, where do I need to heal? Where do I need to do this? And then going to that other person being like, I am so sorry, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, accountability, of course, but when you're, when you're in the throes of darkness, sometimes you just don't even, you don't even realize it's, it's happening you until about. you're years down the line and you're fine. But um, mm-hmm. just, yeah, I yeah. think that those are, those are really the best way. Um, and if you, if you need an ear or you need somebody to just listen and you just want to get it out um our dms are open we're, we'll never share your personal stories or your personal information um but we're here to listen uh again we, we said this in the last episode we're not we're not experts we're not therapists we're just people who've had these lived experiences and and we're happy to hear yours if you if you just you just finally want to say it because i think that that was something that helped me too is when i finally for the first time told mm-hmm. my story i finally yeah, just finally owned it i said it i said it out loud and it was just like burden yeah and and like you're still here everything's fine everyone still loves you it's like you know all of it you you didn't perish yeah the shame I carried after I finally kind of was in a better space was like I was I was embarrassed I felt guilty I I wanted to go to every person and just be like I am so sorry um and, and largely, I, I've been able to kind of rebuild a lot of different relationships, which is really, really nice. And to all of you, shout out to all of you people who stuck it out with me. Thank you very much. Um, who, who knew that I that wasn't necessarily the person that I was. Um, thank you very much. But um, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And, uh, and the, like we said, there is going to be resources on the site so you can learn more and read more as well. And uh, so just hang in there and be the light out there for everybody. Thank you for for watching or listening. Bye, everybody. Bye.